If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plenty of chat about Fergo this morning. Um, this one on the text line, the uh, Edgewater Homes text line, Fergo wants the NRL to pay for his nose to be fixed. They don't have that sort of money, says Spud from Ashfield. And uh, morning, boys. I thought there was no more money left in the fund after they paid for Willie Mason's Barry Beath. Gold, Jerry. <laughs> well done. All righty. Uh, let's get serious. The concussion issue is one of great uh, discussion this week and debate. Uh, we've been very lucky to lean on this man previously with issues through COVID and all sorts of things. Dr. Antonio DiDio, former president of the Australian Medical Association, former North Sydney Bears team doctor. That's probably the biggest badge of honour that he has. But he is a Dragons fan. Um, and, Brandy, you had a question earlier in the day. How did that happen? Uh, <laughs> the good doctor is on the line. Dr. Antonio, how are you? Oh, good day, Rossi. Uh, thank you so much for having me on your show, mate. Yeah, Brandy wants to know how does how does a Dragons fan become the Bears doctor? Let's clear that out of the way. How did that unfold? <laughs> I thought I thought the doctor oh. there might have been a conflict of interest there. Oh, look, and nobody says no to Florimo. You don't say no to Flo. It's, it's the rule. <laughs> nice, yeah, nice. Now, look, true. we've got so many questions to um, to throw at you. Um, the the first one, let's let's we'll we'll come at you for, with all the uh, issues that people are discussing. First of all, on a the possibility of a, a mandatory stand down. Uh, policy coming into the game. An independent doctor's opinion, how long should a player be sidelined for as a minimum after a concussion, in your opinion? Well, the, the, the most important answer to that question, Bossy, is that there is no standard answer, and they never should be. Every player is different. Every rule is different. Every circumstance is different. Um, I'm sitting with a mate who is a doctor who is concussed, and uh, the rules are so different because of their age and what they do, their profession. Um, um, he's a doctor, so he doesn't make any useful decisions at all, really. Um, but this morning, uh, I do a, a Thursday morning clinic uh, at, um, at a local uh, school, and the first two patients I saw were concussed teenagers. Now, there's a general policy uh, for concussed adults that it's about 12 days minimum, there's a general policy for concussed teenagers that it's going to be a 19-day minimum. But that changes according to the nature of the concussion because they're different. There's some concussions where you score 131 points out of 132 on the specialist scale, and there's some concussions where you score you know, 12 points out of 132. Now, for those really bad ones, there's no bloody way that you should be going back to footy at all for a long time. For other very mild ones, it's very different. Um, I guess that's that's not an, the kind of answer that a person wants because it's yeah. it's far too inappropriate to be simplistic in saying there's a compulsory X and a compulsory Y. The number one priority is the player and the player's welfare. That is more important to doctors and, to be fair, it's more important to just about everybody in our game than anything else. Uh, Doc, just 
the other thing, and, and we were talking about this morning, change in any, any sort of change in a game, there's always some resistance. Uh, we had the independent doctor make decisions on players over the weekend. Out of the 19 HIAs uh, that were carried out over the weekend, uh, 14 were instigated by the club doctors from the sideline. There was another five that were instigated from the independent doctor that works out of the bunker. Do you like that system uh, with the independent doctor being another layer for the club doctor? Um, the concept is a good concept, but there's something missing from it, Brandy. And, uh, and that is that uh, when I see my patients, whether they're concussed and I see them on the, uh, after a sporting event, or whether I just see my patients with a cough or a cold or a cancer or, or something, um, I don't want to be overruled by a person who's watching it on video from miles away. Um, I want there to be a respectful dialogue. And so I think the independent doctor is a fantastic idea if you believe that doctors who work for clubs can sometimes be influenced to subconsciously do the wrong thing. Now, club doctors, and I know quite a few of them, are the most honest and decent people who make honest and decent decisions. And the independent doctor is there to make sure that the doctor who works for the club might subconsciously be doing the wrong thing. Um, and I, I, res I, I get that. But if they're going to overrule the club doctor, surely they would have to communicate at least respectfully with that, the club doctor and say, mate, um, are you seeing what I'm seeing? I think there needs to be that extra layer of dialogue between the independent doctor and the club doctor in order for the best possible decision to be made. Because the club doctor okay. knows the patient. The player. Yep. 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 That's right. Um, Doc, you, you know how busy, and, I, and I'm just, um, you, you know how busy a sideline can get. Um, and oh, a club do yes. doctor can, yes, and, and sometimes you don't see everything. It's very hard to see what happens on the field from when you're sitting on the sideline. And if you're distracted, um, you might be stitching someone up in the sheds. You, Absolutely. You, you, you yeah, yeah, do it. So, so the club true. doctor is a very busy man. Yeah, that's very true. And in fact, uh, you know, often you don't see the third quarter because uh, after half time you're busy doing other stuff. But that's absolutely true. Can um, I ask you this? So, um, and now, uh, sorry, Doctor, from your first answer, I'm taking it that this will be, um, this is an open <laughs> blank canvas as well. The mandatory time, once a player comes off and is cleared of concussion, cleared to return, uh, we have yeah. a mandatory 15 minutes in place at the moment. Is there any chance that can be less? Or is 15 minutes seen as, um, you know, that's the, that's the benchmark for time. You have to stay off the field. Do you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I, I think 15 minutes is very appropriate because it's a number that's been come up with by the top experts in the field. Um, and, I, and I don't think we should be haggling or negotiating with the health of young people. Um if there is scientific research that tells us that less than 15 minutes is safe, then we go with it. But that research, to my knowledge, does not exist. And that's why I think 15 minutes is appropriate. So the 15 minutes is there because there could be a delayed reaction, Doctor? Is yeah, that right? that's right. So that's correct. Sometimes you see uh, people uh, who have a whack and they seem okay, and then seven or eight or nine minutes later, they're not. Uh, one of my kids uh, got... Uh, uh, concussed last year and he is such an absolute bloody space cadet that nobody could tell the difference between 
what it was like after the whack to the head and beforehand. His mother and go. I couldn't tell either. Um, and, <laughs> and you know what? That that is real. That is that is a, a genuine thing. And that's why. Um, and, and I know it sounds humorous, but that's why the club doctor who knows the players really well often uh, has a much deeper insight into what's going on than anybody who doesn't know. Having said that, oh, yeah. the independent doctor is a wonderful idea. It's a highly intelligent strategic piece of work by the NRL. Uh, and it's early days. And when these teething problems and communication problems get solved, I think it's going to put our game ahead of every other game. Okay, and one last one that I think, so the listeners and the fans of the game, the, the actual concussion test done inside the dressing room on the iPad and the questions and that, you could deliberately fail a test, but there's no way you can rot, you, could, you can't rot a test to pass the test. All that data gets fed back to the NRL. That's your understanding, uh, Doctor, that, that that is all above board. The actual tests that they do on the iPad answering the questions, um, there's no way you could rot that and get and pass the test if you're unable to if you're unable to do so. That is correct. I, I remember in about 1984, uh, very young Greg Alexander saying, two fingers, two fingers." Um, you can't do that anymore. Um, the the uh, you can't cheat your way out of them anymore. <laughs> no, no. And I and I and I and I make no apologies for saying you could deliberately fail a test because the, the cynic in me says that if a player wants to activate an 18th man now. You could the, the the loophole is there that you can deliberately fail it to get a player saying, "No, can you fail this? Because mate, we need a fresh man out there. They may have another yeah, injury." A, so I'm a, just a, saying a, that loophole's there. Yeah, that is a possibility. That is definitely a possibility. It's a it's a horrible thing, um, and it's all about ethics. Um, mm. And you know, I didn't mention it, but some of the most honest, decent, ethical human beings I've ever met in my life have been in the game of rugby league. But you know, there there were people who will see that loophole and probably try to exploit it. But boy, oh boy, uh, there will be consequences if they did. Hmm. Well, I think we've ticked off on the, the big ones that have certainly been at the forefront of um, fans' questions this week. Uh, Doctor, all the very best. Uh, do you live for the day that the Bears are back in the Elite League? Would you would you cop the... Uh, I mean, you're a Dragons fan, but are you available if the Bears made it back to the big league to work I for went, North I, Sydney? I, I, Be I they in Perth or wherever? Look, I, I, I'm fussy now. I went to Henson Park last year to watch the Bears play the Jets. And thought, well, you know, I'm in heaven now. Died and gone to heaven. Yeah. Uh, so, you never yeah, say no to flow. Yeah. You never say no to flow. <laughs> it's a good uh, And uh, just before you have a shandy with Randy, that's right. So thank you. Thank you very much, boys, for having me on. And uh, well done for bringing this conversation to light in a way that is not shrill and stupid. Uh, I think you're trying to analyse it with intelligence for the benefit of everybody in the game. And the coaches who were complaining about it last weekend, they're not bad people. They're good people. And I think they've got a good argument. And I think there's going to be a fantastic compromise in, in a very short period of time. Well said. Dr. Antonio, good to chat, great Doc. to have you on the program. I'm sure we'll lean on your expertise at another time, but uh, we really appreciate you giving us some time this morning in your busy schedule. Good on you guys. Thanks so much. Bye now. Good luck to the Dragons Sunday night. Dr. Antonio DiDio, it's been fantastic to have him on the program, as it always is, and there's some questions answered. Concept good, um, you know, the, the 15 minutes explained, stand-down policy, all of those things. Come back and have your say on that in just a moment. Vossi and Brandy here. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget, you can listen live to the show every weekday morning from 6 till 9. Tune in through 11.70am in Sydney or anywhere in the world through the SEN app.